I hate it here. Oh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. I, I, I don't have too much to say at the moment. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> MSU loses to Purdue 55-54. And there is a lot to talk about, about what went wrong. So let's get right into it. One, two. Another episode of Grass is Always Greener. Here's your host, Ryan Elke. Episode six, Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke. You can find me on Twitter, Ryan E-L underscore key. Find the podcast, Always Green MSU. We're available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Just oh, a heartbreaking, annoying, frustrating Lost Friday night to Purdue, 55-54. And there was a lot that went wrong in the second half. But it, honestly, too, there was a lot that went right, though, in the first half. At halftime, 31-16, to MSU. That was great. Like, the elite defense was back. Josh Langford was hitting shots again. Like, it was beautiful. Purdue could not hit a three-pointer in the first half. They were 0 of 12. You held Trayvon Williams to two points. Only on two shots as well. He got him in foul trouble. Like, things are going right. Things are going great. Um, And I'll get this out of the way first because... I was annoyed by the officiating Friday night. In no way in hell was it the reason Michigan State lost. It, did it play a factor? Eh, you could, uh, if you want to say that, sure. But Michigan State's second half was so abysmal. It was just, it was just all like in the first eight minutes of the second half, there was twelve total fouls called in that game. Or in that half between the officials. There was seven for Michigan, seven on Michigan State, five on Purdue. And all of them were such ticky-tacky little hand-checking fouls. And they're just bad. The only true foul of that, you know, that first 12 was when that the 7-4 kid Edie was hanging on the rim, reached back, and was going for the ball again. But other than that, like, it was just just obnoxious. Like some weird moving screens. Julius Marble calls for one where he gets pushed running running his lane on a fast break. And he's getting pushed by, I think it was Wheeler, I believe, who was running down with him. Or some, I don't even know who it was. But they're just running with each other, just kind of like giving little forearms, trying to get position. And somehow Marble gets called for a foul. Like, welcome to true Big Ten officiating where the first half, yeah, it, it was okay. Like, still some annoying fouls. But the second half, the official's like, we're just going to call everything. I mean, hell, they let Matt Painter make a foul call during one of those 
one of those illegal screens. You heard it right on your TV where someone sets a pick. You just hear Matt Painter yell, that's illegal. And then, wouldn't you know it, two seconds later, whistle blows, foul called. So congrats, Big Ten officiating for keeping up your reputation of just being not good at your jobs. Like, nothing's more annoying when you just see inconsistent, petty foul calling from officials. And again, this wasn't all on Michigan State that these officials were, or that these calls are going on. They're going on Purdue as well. They were just, they, they were just bad calls. And it was bad officiating. But I'm not going to get too hung up on there yet. Let's, let's dive into, let's, let's just dive in. Say the first half looked nice. Lankford, it's three of five shooting in that first half. Nice seven points leading the way. Like shooting was was great. You're shooting fifty two percent. The turnovers down. You had four turnovers. Like eight assists on twelve made baskets. That's that's great. Getting some fast break points. You're forcing some turnovers. And Purdue had eight first half turnovers. Like, things were going well in the first half. Ten points off turnovers. Like, you're just, you're rebounding well. You're getting fast break points. It just, I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened. The offense got real stagnant. Granted, it can get stagnant with a lot of foul calls, especially a lot of ticky-tack foul calls, but also you have travels. You have the one pass that, like, Hogard threw to Langford and went off Langford's foot and went down the entire end of the court. Hmm. Let's just dive into that second half because it was gross. No, four of 18 shooting. He shot 22% from the field in the second half. That's why Michigan State didn't win this game Friday night. The inability to score, and that has been kind of the issue of the last month of like when it comes crunch time who's your go-to guy like you just came from Cassius Winston who wanted the ball on his hands and you had Xavier Xavier Tillman who's a nice number two option even before that you had Miles Bridges who was not afraid to have the ball in his hands you had Denzel Valentine who wanted the ball in his hands and they could deliver We're, I think we're used to just MSU having at least one guy who had ice water in his veins who could make difficult shots and put teams away. And right now, this team doesn't have that. Like, and I don't know if I necessarily want to put it all on Aaron Henry because he's not, like, to me, he's not that type of player that will, I don't know, like, Put a team away. Like I think it's hard when you're not a ball-dominant type person. What's getting frustrating for me right now is watching Rocket Watts play. Because I think that's who we were all expecting to be that guy coming into this year. And he's just not delivering on that end of the court. Like... At what point 
do we just say like the he's just not been good this year at all he hasn't he hasn't taken like he's not even the same he's regressed this year and it's just getting frustrating thinking that he was going to be this nice stepping stone piece and we're just not seeing quality minutes from him anymore I mean, total night, seven points in the game. Six of those were first half points. One point in the second half. That's inexcusable for someone who's supposed to be your offensive leader. Oh. And then free throws. I mean, on the night, yeah, Michigan State wasn't awful. Well, awful with free throws, 19 and 25, 76%, and five of six in the first half. They got to the line in the second half. And even 14 of 19 is not awful, but there was three straight trips to the line where he had two shots because both teams were in the double bonus with 10 minutes left in the game. There was three straight trips later in the game where everyone went one for one, or one one of two from the free throw line. And that's, that literally lost you the game right there, the inability to hit clutch free throws. Because instead of extending your lead to, or is getting to two possessions, could have bumped up to three possessions. Instead, it kept at that two and three point mark to where Purdue was still in this game. And like right now, this team just doesn't have that it factor to hey, not even make a run to the NCAA tournament. Right now, we're talking about if there is an NCAA tournament for this Michigan State team. Granted, they have nice wins. They have win over Notre Dame. They have win over Duke. They have a win over Rutgers. But Purdue lost. Minnesota loss. Like, those are, like, these aren't, oh, they're just not good. And then we can get to the, let's get to the second half, Purdue, kind of what they did, because said Travion Williams, two points in the first half, 24 in the second half. What's even more frustrating, the guy is a 47% career free throw shooter. And he goes 8 of 12 from the free throw line. 75%, 80% in the second half. 8 of 10. And as much as I wanted to say, this always happens to Michigan State, Rutgers was Rutgers their last game. And they're a bad free throw, free throw shooting team. And they couldn't hit free throws. So I'm not going to go down that route. But... Travion Williams was, played his ass off in the second half and won Purdue that game. Like, no one else made more than one basket for Purdue in that second half. Travion Williams went 8 of 12. And I know this is where Twitter lost their mind during the second half because they're wondering why Malik Hall and Joey Hauser 
were out there for most of the time. Like, where, where's Sissoko? Where, where's Marcus Bingham? Malik Hall was your best defender versus Rutgers. You know it. I know it. We talked about it right after the game, how great he was. And also, one game later, we, I see fans on Twitter saying, why is our backup four in on their star person? This is a horrible coaching decision. Come on. It didn't matter if Bingham was out there. It didn't matter if Sissoko was out there. Trayvon Williams is a lot better than those two. Malik Hall was your best option. Like, if Marcus Bingham was out there getting beat up just as much, y'all be wondering why Marcus Bingham was out there. Because it was just about a week and a half ago where Tom Izzo was saying that Marcus Bingham needs to try harder. Where basketball is not the number one thing on his mind all the time. So it's all fun and games to criticize it until you start remembering what you're saying a week ago when you're saying the exact opposite. Honestly, the person who I think needs to be more looked at in the defensive end is Joey Hauser. Because that man just cannot guard anyone. Like, he just gets lost on defense. I don't know where his mind's at. Like, even down to the final shot. He left Williams wide open for an easy two for that go-ahead bucket five seconds left. How are you letting him even sniff like three open inches on that court in that situation? It's because Joey Hauser got turned around once again and left someone wide open. So it becomes that issue of like, Yes, Hauser is supposedly one of your better offensive players. So do you ride with him knowing what a liability he is on defense? Or do you have to make the tough decision and go with a better defender in a close game? Because, yeah, we can put Bingham and Sissoko out there in a close game. You also know what happens. They're terrible free throw shooters. So when it gets to the offensive situation, it becomes an easy decision on who to foul. So those are those are the damned if you do, damned if you don't moves. So it, to me, it just that second half, ah, it was just rough to watch. Now we'll get into the final sequence because there was officiating blunders during that time you have the missed free throw where the seven foot four guy for Purdue's out there goes over the back but also an issue I think it was Malik Hall was trying to box him out and instead of going for the ball he's trying a little hard to keep Edie box out but it's like the dude is six inches seven inches taller than you he can reach right over you another issue after that though the ball goes on the floor, gets kicked twice between Edie and Williams. Another loose ball. Hauser actually jumps on it. Timeout was not granted to Michigan State. 
is on the post game says, Hey, like I said, if the ball is on the floor and we're first to get it, I want the timeout. He didn't get the timeout. Granted, it was close. You could say because he's been in those officials ears all day saying not the nicest of things. Are they really going to do Tom Izzo any favors in that situation? They did not. You also have to play, I think, beforehand, where it was a turnover. Rocket Watts coming in for the ball. Just, it was stolen in, you know, quotation marks. And then it's Purdue's ball. Upon replay, like, it wasn't, it wasn't off Purdue's guy. It was off Rocket Watts' hands. The issue was, is that Purdue's guy came over the back and just forearm chopped Watts' arm. So he couldn't catch the ball. So that was another missed call. But again, to not cleanly get these balls, to not hit the important free throws at the end is the main takeaway of why Michigan State lost this game. To not have that leader right now on offense to take over a game right now is why they continue to lose some of these closer games. The stretch is here. The the middle of Big Ten season is here. You're six games in. And now you're traveling to Iowa on Thursday. You better hope you have an offensive leader because Iowa's defense stinks. So Langford better be consistent between first and second half. Rocket Watts better come to play and actually have an offensive game. Like Joey Hauser needs to get out of this funk he's in and be an offensive staple. Like the consistency of this team has become far more frustrating within this season. And I'll go back to what Tom Izzo said after I think it was the Minnesota loss where they got blown out of the water. That they have no dog on this team. They have no vocal leader on this team right now. As much as Izzo can say, it's okay, I've had teams like that before. I don't think... It's been a while since the Spartans have had a team like this. Because now, now you're in the stretch. Like, yeah, kiss... Kiss the four-peat Big Ten championship run goodbye. Because right now you're two and four. You're sitting fourth last, what, tenth in in the Big Ten. You have teams like Iowa, Illinois, and Rutgers in your next four games with Indiana sprinkled in. Because sitting at the top of Big Ten, you have Michigan at five and zero, Illinois five and one, Iowa four and one, Wisconsin four and one. Like if you, if you need that chance to look for the chance to win the regular season Big Ten or to tie atop of that standings, you have to go on some incredible run here. And so far, what we've seen from this team, this team does not have that in them. We'll do an Iowa preview later on in the week. 
Let's just, let's just, it's Festivus continues. We're going to air out all the grievances. Yeah, if you have questions, hit us up on, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Ryan EL underscore key. Hit up the podcast on Twitter, always green MSU. Email grass is always greener MSU at gmail.com if you have questions. But this team needs to find the fight in them. They need to be more consistent on offense. They said the defense the second half was okay. Again, Travion Williams went bonkers in the second half. Field goal or for three point at Purdue, a good three point shooting team, went three of 12 in the second half. All of 12 in the first half. And they said, I'm not going to try to sit here and yell that Travion Williams went crazy in the second half. We know Travion Williams has this in him. He is a damn good player. The issues today, or on Friday, were not hitting clutch free throws and shooting 22% in the second half of a game and giving up a 15-point first-half lead because your offense hits four shots in the second half. Like, that is ridiculous that you cannot find a good shot in the second half. And it's not like Purdue's defense was playing outstanding. It was that Michigan State, once again, couldn't get into a rhythm because they were turning the ball over. Ten second-half turnovers. Inability to hit clutch free throws. <sighs> Just not, there's no spark in this offense. And that comes with your leaders, with Lankford, with Hauser, with Watts, with Henry. Henry had, he led the way with seven second half points, but one of four shooting. Five of six from the free throws. That sounds nice, but that one miss came at a crucial time. That one miss came with, you know, it was the game winning shot or the game ending shot where he's run down the court and that's pretty much the best you could do is run and try to get a quick two. Again, it was uncontrolled, wasn't. You knew that wasn't going it. The way that game ended, you knew Michigan State was not going to hit a game-winning shot. Because Purdue played better in the second half to win that game. And here we are once again talking about Michigan State not having a leader on the offensive side. That's where I'm going to call it a day right now. Michigan State two and four in the Big Ten, the eight and four overall, sitting tenth in the Big Ten, and they get to face Iowa coming up on Thursday. Another nine o'clock special. I don't get too mad about that because Iowa is in the Central Time Zone, so eight o'clock tip on FS1. And what do we yell about? What I yell about, or was everyone upset about after this game, was the post defense, and now you get to 
face the best post player in all the country in Luca Garza. You better hope something changes in the next few days. Because if not, Garza's going to put 50 on you. You're going to be sitting at 2-5. and (sighs) Quick recap of Michigan State sports. Before we call it a day, Friday night, not a great night for MSU fans. Uh, Michigan State hockey had a doubleheader versus Michigan this weekend. Friday night, lose the first game nine to nothing. So of course, Michigan fans were ecstatic because they could look away from the fact that Jim Harbaugh got a brand new extension. Nothing like the savior of a program after six five years gets a salary cut in half gets an extension when I don't know if anyone really wanted it. There's the rumors out there that he's looking for an NFL job and after no interest signs a university friendly deal to where his $8 million salary gets cut down to four and a bunch of incentives and the buyout starts at 4 million and goes down a million each year. So, yeah, Michigan hockey beats MSU 9 to nothing Friday night. So, that's what Michigan fans are cheering about. Paired up with a basketball loss because really the greatest accomplishment for Michigan fans right now is a Michigan State failure. I mean, that's all they really have to choose about cheer about. Because they're not going to cheer about their own basketball team being a top 10 team, having one of the best freshmen in the country. No, because they they barely know that basketball exists at that school. And Juwan Howard looks like the real deal as a coach. And granted, I'll wait for if reality will set in for Michigan basketball because we saw this last year of them getting out to a hot start and them playing a little bit 500 ball down the way. Uh, that This team doesn't isn't a completely different team, but we'll see if that happens to them. Before I'll sit here and declare them one of the best teams in the nation. They're playing like it right now. But we'll see. Hunter Dickinson finally had his real test like, against the big guy and dominated him. Like, that dude scares me when Michigan Michigan State will play early February. Because right now you don't have a guy that will be able to guard him. You can say, well, Marcus Bingham, he's almost seven foot tall. Marcus Bingham still weighs 100 pounds and can be pushed around by everybody in this league. He can block a few shots for you, but he's not your answer to play 20 minutes and shut down someone. But on the positive note, MSU hockey bounced back against Michigan Saturday night, beats them three to two. So hell of a turnaround for Michigan State. 
As for the women's team, they're coming off a loss Thursday against number 12, Maryland. They lost 93 to 87. So they'll, they'll bounce back Sunday versus Nebraska, and then they face Illinois on Thursday. Um, I'll dive into wrestling later on in the week. They kicked off their Big Ten season. They're ranked, I believe, 19th in the country, which kind of sounds all all great when you put in that aspect, but in the Big Ten, they're like ninth. Big Ten is the best conference of all in wrestling. They have the top three teams. Penn State is a powerhouse. Iowa's a powerhouse. Michigan's great this year. Ohio State's great. Rutgers has a good program. So 19 in the country sounds well until you put in the perspective of your conference and you might be top 10, like pushing top 10 in your conference and you're a top 20 team in the nation. <laughs> I'll, die. I'll, I'll do a little better update on wrestling uh, later on in the week. I'll come out with the Iowa preview Wednesday. But that's it for this episode of Grass is Always Greener. Hopefully we have fun times later this week and maybe sneak a victory, but it was a ride Friday night. What a way to kick off your weekend. Again, this has been Grass is Always Greener. Download, subscribe. Tell all your friends about it. Tell your state fans about it. Because I love what I'm doing here. And I'm, I'm having fun just talking Michigan, Michigan State sports right now. So we're available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So go download, subscribe on those platforms. Whatever you have. If you have an Android phone, you have an, you have an iPhone. If you have neither your Spotify person, go through that way. Find it find our podcast on Twitter, always green MSU. Find me on Twitter, Ryan EL underscore key for a follow. And I'll be back. Thanks for listening. As always, go green. One, two. That's another episode of Grass is Always Greener. Make sure you subscribe. Apple, Google, or Spotify. Why not all three?